thanks. That that's lady. Gonna, that's gonna take me. I don't know if that comes up on the recording, but that's gonna take a while to get used to. With it's her a name telling. like Zelda, Zelda Zoom Lady. Zelda Zoom Lady. Wow, <laughs> that's kind of dope. Let, let's let's um let's change the podcast to the three of us. So you, me, and Zelda Zoom Lady. Zelda Zoom Lady. Because you know she's she's technically working the board, right? Because she's recording for us and stuff. Right. Thanks, lady. Thanks, Zelda. Yeah. Thanks, Zelda Zoom Lady. Zoom Lady. <laughs> oh, I should probably hit record on that there. Or, uh... There we go. Stopwatch is running now. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, everybody. Hey. Morning. Oh, yeah. it's afternoon. Yeah, it's afternoon. We got a little bit of a late start today, folks. Uh, I forgot. I feel like I should be sitting here having my coffee. X is, uh, X is uh, on call today and tomorrow, so I have oh, to yeah. some customer shit. So, but... Um, free now for now, and hopefully nobody blows me up for the next uh, while, and uh, we'll be good. Right, nice. Um, lazy weekend. I've had dog issues. What oh, else no. is new? Uh, I have a thirteen-year-old dog, so every time, every time he, you know, sneezes or does something not normal, we're like, uh, 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 uh. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he's been a little under the weather this week, so we finally took him to the vet yesterday. And since Saturdays are, you know, unscheduled walk-in appointments, it's automatically 20 bucks or twice as much walking in the door, mm-hmm. even though you're not literally walking in the door anymore. Shit. Have you gone to the vet during coronavirus? Yes. They just, you know, you call, you call from your car. You're like, I'm here. And they come get your pet. And well, So what they do is they, they we have to call when we're there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because they can only have like a couple of people in the place. So like, oh, they don't even let us in. Oh yeah, no, we, we get to animal. We, we get to at least go inside. I'm not just gonna hand over my dog, just be like a hi stranger that I've never met before. Here's my dog. I'll pay you later. Yeah, no. I well that's I, what we do. I mean, but it's our vet. Yeah, but you know these guys, like we didn't like we didn't, I mean, we didn't know this vet oh. um when we first started going to them and we started going through them through COVID. So it's like, yeah, no. Gotcha. Yeah, no, our place doesn't let anybody in. And one of my favorite things is just sitting there in the parking lot and watching people pull up and try and walk up to the door. And uh, then it's locked. And there's all these signs that say, stop, stop, yeah. stop. See, an arrow is pointing to the sign. Call says, this number. Go yeah. back to your fucking car and yeah. do as everybody else is doing, you dummy. Yeah. I mean, because our, our the place we go to is also the emergency vet. Oh. Yeah. So, it. And it's like. We like him because the uh, one of the, the uh, one of the um, owners who's a surgeon is a pug owner, so oh, he's nice. done a couple surgeries on our dogs that you know are typical pug things. Uh huh. Um, life. Yeah, but it's gotten to the point where it's like you know I need an appointment and they're busy for like three weeks and it's like. Mm, yeah. Meat. I think I'm gonna try and find a place closer. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, the vet that we had down on the west side was so dope, but there's no way I'm driving to the west side for dog issues no, no that's far no no yeah not happening sorry pup i love you but you're you're stuck uh, with bamfield it's kind of like uh we actually made an appointment for monday but then on friday night he was like he, he just didn't sleep well we could tell it's like all right fine so i spent my saturday but like i said it's, it's a drop-off situation so i dropped him off and then i actually waited in the parking lot for like an hour and then oh, call me jesus i know so then i was like i'm going home so at home and then they called me and then told, you know, here's the deal, you know, run some tests, blah, blah, blah. So we ran a bunch of tests and stuff. I, I ended up picking him up like four hours after I dropped him off. Damn. 
Well, like again, it's 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 it's. I didn't have an appointment. It was a walk-in situation, and there were an emergency vet place on top of it. So, it's like the weekends if he's not dying, and there you know somebody else comes in who is. Sorry, yeah. Rebs, you're gonna have to sit in that cage a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, basically nothing's working in your favor. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but it was super cute. The doctor calls. She's like, "Well." The first thing he did was um, give me some kisses. And I'm like, well, well that's nice. <laughs> and, and everyone's always like, oh, he's the sweetest boy. I'm like, he really is the sweetest boy. Do, do they give discounts if the dog is, is friendly and gives <laughs> nice. them kisses? Because right. they fucking should. Right. Yeah. $300 later worth of tests and, and shit. And it was like, okay, well, here's some medicine for his diarrhea. And uh, let us know by Monday if it gets better. <laughs> Man. And is it better? He hasn't pooped yet today. Oh, well, that's a good sign. Yeah, I'm waiting. I mean, it's like, you know, all day long. It's like, I go outside. Hang outside. You want to go check and see what you you want to maybe? I don't know. Maybe (laughs) some some poop. Maybe maybe some poop outside. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that's been my weekend. Oh, we had people over yesterday, man. Look at you, the social butterflies and some resolve backs and shit. Yeah, right. We had so um we actually had some- what the was that? What was that? I can't hear you. Something cut out and then it made a big old sound and then it cut you out. Let's pause this here because I don't know what the hell's going on. Hey everybody, we're back. Uh had a little bit of a weird technical difficulties, but uh yeah. We're good. People are weird. This is fine. This is fine. Well, let's just get to the point then, because who knows what else is going to happen. Who knows? Hey, so uh, we watched another movie. Yeah, watch you go and play that uh, intro oh, yeah. tune. Yeah, let's do. Let's 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 be professional about this, you guys. Uno, two, tres, four. Yo, it's the Goody Squad. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. Episode 107, Goody Squad coming at you. Hello, hello. Chiba next in the house. Hi, everybody. Hi. So there you go. Uh, right before, about an hour ago, I got a, uh, a snappy chat. Ooh. from uh bff jen uh-huh and said uh hey i'm hanging out at my friends right now and their friend is here who lives in paso robles and i was telling them about you living there and and stuff and uh so something like ask if like, they knew you on the radio and they didn't know who carrie was but when <laughs> she said chiba they went oh shit she goes they freaked out they love you <laughs> <laughs> everybody loves chiba she goes yeah i wasn't sure She'd heard Carrie on the radio was said Sheba and she lost her shit. I said that's funny because <laughs> I usually assume nobody's listening. Well, shit, man. There you go. Well, hello there, friends of, of Sheba. She goes, yeah, I was really pleasant, presently surprised when she said not only did she know you, but she listened to your show and she loved you. Damn, look at you. You're, you're like notoriety and stuff. It's kind of hard not to love me. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's a 
funny thing is on my shows, I don't really, because I'm not talking to anybody, it's like, I don't feel like. You, you don't make a connection with anything. No, that's exactly. It's a very good point. I'm not making a connection with anything. Yeah, you're just basically <laughs> talking to yourself and listening to music. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, like, I was just mentioning. Oh, we were mentioning that we had friends over. I had some friends. That came oh, yeah, we were talking about that. Tuesday or Wednesday for dinner. I don't remember. And they walked in the door. And one of them goes, hey, can you uh, introduce so-and-so? Like a radio song on the radio that he probably just heard on the way over. I'm like, no. And then he goes, uh, who's on that song with Charlie Puth? And I go, oh, we play it like every fucking day. Uh. I say it all the time. Because it was the Miley Cyrus. I go, no. And I could not think of this bitch's name. I was like, oh, my God. I say it every fucking day. I know I do. What the fuck is this bitch's name? My husband actually had to Google it for us. It was, oh, Gabby Barrett featuring Charlie Puth. I'm like, that's right. Because she doesn't, I've never heard her before this song. Oh, so like who? What? I did. It's, never it's always it's always when somebody like, you know, puts you on the spot with something that comes yeah. out of left field where you're like, oh, shit, uh, I know that. I just that happens to me when people are like, how do you say this in Spanish? Even though like it came out of nowhere. I'm like, uh, I <laughs> wh- fuck what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it. I just fucking put on the spot and I can't think of it. And don't ever ask me like what year something happened. Because like I said, I, I'm horrible that shit. I will have to Google shit. Like, I don't I don't know. I'll have to like, I, I don't know. Eh, I'm not bad at that one. I mean, this is why as like, I'll keep certain friends in my life. Like, um, you know, you've been there long enough that you're a good um, reference. I'll, you know, I'll also have friends that I worked with at different jobs so I can go, hey, what do you remember? <laughs> or yeah, exactly. Do what you remember we did this or the 25th day of September? Yeah, you're one. Obviously, Jen, when I was younger, she reminds me of a lot of shit. For instance, I always said I was 5'9". And then a few years ago, when I measured myself, I was 5'8 and a half. And I'm like, I'm shrinking. And Jen goes, no, you were 5'8 and a half in high school, but you didn't like the half, so you rounded up. I was going to say, because I figured I was a smidge taller than you. And I was like, oh, thanks for that. <laughs> She's totally right. I remember You're doing like, that. She's uh, totally right. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your visit with your friends uh uh it was nice it was uh that uh, you know i we saw him a little while ago because he threw her a surprise birthday party but it was like we were we were there for the surprise and then like okay gotta go by because you know crowd people still we weren't fully vaxxed at the time and it was like don't mm-hmm. want to hang out yeah and um my husband works on the weekends and, you know, he has to be at work usually by seven or something like that. So we don't stay long on the weekends. Like I said, we'll like, we'll have people over on, you want to come over on Tuesday or Wednesday? Cool. So weird. <laughs> so weird. So weird. So weird. Anyway, it was a lovely dinner. Um, Yeah. It was just uh, them and their daughter. She's like four, maybe. I don't know. Again, bad, bad, but kids ages. She's not in school yet. I know that. You got to hang out with a four-year-old. Well, she was at my house. Dad, did, did you show her your Funkos? Yeah, she knows she's not supposed to touch anything when she comes here. No, but, you know, you show them to them. My house is like a test for children. A test for children, you say? Because it's like, ooh, look at all these cool toys and all this stuff. You really want to probably fucking touch and play with, but you can't. 
So you can look at it, but don't touch it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what this office is like. Um, but, you know, kids come over, they don't touch stuff. Well, good kids do. Well, I mean, yeah. good kids, uh, kids know their manners come over. Well, we don't stuff. have bad kids over, let's be honest. Right. <laughs> or the door I mean, stays I mean, closed and locked if that happens. Yeah. I barely even had kids over. This is probably like the only kid that's ever come over my house. And pretty much because it's like a two-on-one situation. They only have one kid and two parents, so it's like... It's the one-and-done club, man. It's the best club to be in. Sorry for those people who have multiples, but when yeah, you have you multiples, over, like, you're outnumbered. More. Yeah, the ones that outnumber you, it's like, oh, no. Not it, it's not house. even outnumbered, even if it's even. If it's two kids and two parents, you're still outnumbered. Yeah. Even though it's two and two, it, it, that you're still outnumbered. But then here's the problem. Uh, like rides Disneyland when you're an odd-number family. Um. Yeah, that happens. Some, some just rides alone. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Who well, it depends. Well, you? it depends. It depends on the ride. If it's something People that's on a, a, a two person ride on a pair ride. Well, that, that's what I'm like, saying. It, it depends on the ride. If it's if it's something that she wants, like some most of the time she'll pick. But if it's something like Star Wars related, like she's going to sit with me. Right. Um, You know, oh, so you just let her pick like. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Who do you want to sit with now? I want to say it with mama. All right, then say it with mama. Cool. Cool. Don't worry, dad. You'll get the next one. She tells me and I say, OK, <laughs> she's a good diplomat. She should be a lawyer, that kid. I'm telling you. Nice. Um. Oh, yeah. We said we we're going to get to the song. We played the music and everything. Eh, but now we're not. Well, we, we, we talked about maybe like two things before we had technical difficulties. And then we hit the uh, beautiful bean uh, uh, music. And then, um, yeah. That's true. Uh, otherwise, I haven't been doing much. I haven't no. even been skating much. No um, skating. No, my one of my friends who goes, her kid had some surgery last week or something like that, so we didn't have gone in a little bit. And then now that things are opened up, the um, pop-up roller rink thing we're trying to do, it's like now people want their permits and their money and shit. Oh, super. So now it's like, okay, well, here's our permits. Now give us the okay and take our fucking money so we can continue on with our life. But they're like stall being stalling ass bitches. Yeah. It's like, you know, give us the money and then you, you got to sit on it and wait now. Thanks. But now what my friend's doing is she's approaching like every city in the County, nice. um, which is pretty cool because she's gotten like a couple of them that are like full on on board going, yeah, I'm down for this. Here's a place. Let's do it. Can we make it a regular thing? You know, it's like fucking sweet. You know, my town's, They've been more receptive. The problem is, is there's really just no fucking space to do it. That's they won't the hard part. Tennis courts, and they don't have any full-size basketball courts in this goddamn town. So it's like, we don't really have the space. Hmm. Well, it, it would be it would behoove someone to make that space yeah, and make right. a lot of money off of it. Still waiting for the fairgrounds, by the way, till August. So I'll let you know. Mm. They're, trying, they're trying to pull off a, like, a little mini fair. Like a drive-through. No, but this weekend they did some drive-through dinosaur thing. I almost sent you a picture of it because I was like, "They're like, it's the most realistic drive-through dinosaur experience." I'm like, <laughs> "Hold up, say that sentence again." <laughs> it's the only. You should start it with the only realistic dinosaur drive-through experience. That is hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, then they're then they're trying to pull off like a mini fair, like a uh, you know local bands, some food, and 
arts and I kind of I kind of maybe even some rides. I don't know. I kind of want you to go to the uh, dinosaur drive-through just to fucking see what the hell is going on. I'll send you pictures. A bunch of dinosaurs propped up in the parking lot. So do you think it's like those like inflatable ones that people like wear and stuff, and they're just like, you come up to your car and they're like, that would be great. Or or or, or they're on like a trampoline and you just kind of like throw stuff at them or something. That'd be good too. The ones I saw were just like. And if they're not, can they can can we get around to that part? <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna send you the what I saw on the gram. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, yeah. So didn't do that. But I'm thinking. Um, but I'm talking to them about uh, you know doing a rink there, and I was like thinking, I was like, we did it outside because they have a couple places that are outside to have cement, but they have a covered pavilion over it, and I was like, let's do it outside. Yeah, bring in a couple food trucks. Mm-hmm. DJ, you good to fucking go. That sounds lovely. Or maybe you need to find like a here you can roll over to like a like a not. I don't know if this exists up there since you're you know in Zimbabwe, but um like <laughs> you know like a parking structure that isn't used very much or something on the weekends. Yeah, we don't have parking structures. Yeah, see, I um, do it. There are a couple downtown. Um, how Polly's got one. I think it's a couple downtown, but I think they pretty much strictly say, you know, yeah, yeah, not. It'd be kind of cool to like uh close off like the top level of a parking structure. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Go up there, you pull the because you can pull the uh the food trucks to kind of block so nobody drives up there. And you can just have people like take the elevator up. Yeah, we man. Have a lot of food trucks in this town for some reason. There's another thing that can get started right there. Look, man, well, like they've always tried, somebody, but they never work. They always they always go out of business. Something about the city ordinances, something about where they can and can't go kind of thing that they can't survive, really. So what they need to do is is kind of like instead of just being like an independent like food truck, it has to be like a food truck that's like attached to like a restaurant. Right. So it's it's like if like, you know, the restaurant, the rest, there's a restaurant, but it has also the food truck that they can send out and stuff. That's how that works. Yeah, like I said, I don't know why they don't work. I mean, there were some really good ones that try and like, there was this one for a while called the Grilled Cheese Incident, right? Uh, nice. They used to come, you know, they were trying to do shit like, you know, they would come by our office building, you know, once a week and like, hey, you know, head us up if you want us to come by. But something about like, they can't go downtown. They can't go where like the people actually are. Something about the permits in this town or whatever that they just don't work and they just die off. It's very sad. That's stupid. It is. Why are you so it's dumb, stupid. Central Coast? I don't know. I don't so know. Stupid. Oh yeah. Anyway, okay. So we watched a movie this week. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, we did watch a movie. Uncut Gems, 2019. They call it an American crime thriller. Uh, well, uh, uh, is that what they call it? Yeah, somebody called it thriller. that. My husband calls it anxiety riddled. Oh my god! <laughs> he can't yeah, dude. take it. He goes, I, he saw that I was watching it again. He goes, this movie gives me anxiety. I'm like, I know. Yeah, I, I get it, man. Like, I see. <laughs> so because we had people, or I had people over, because the, the 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 wife and the child are not here. Um, they're down t- downtown. They're uh down in Orange County, down in Orange County for um her brother in law's uh wife's baby shower. Or yeah, baby shower. So, like 
by the time people left, I was drunk and like I just was like, I'm so tired. I just gotta watch this tomorrow morning. So I got up early this morning and watched it this morning. Oh, <laughs> so it's fresh. That's funny because I actually started watching it the other day and then I actually finished it this morning also. I mean, oh, I've seen funny. it. But you've seen it before. The, yeah, this is probably the third time I've watched it. Wow. Because I've watched it once and then I think I made my husband watch it kind of thing. Oh, and I might have watched it once. Before. So this could be like third or fourth time I watched it. Oh, man, that's stressful. Yeah. So it stars Adam Sandler. Uh, he's a Jewish New York gem dealer. He's a gambling addict. Uh, oh, boy, is he? He his brother-in-law is Eric Bogosian. We've seen him before. His father-in-law is uh, the infamous Judd Hirsch. We've seen him before. Um, his wife is Adina Menzel uh, from. Um, it's Elsa uh, from Arendelle. Right. And I was going to say um, <laughs> John Travolta's uh, who famously fucked up her name on yeah. the Oscars or one of those things. Yeah. I, as soon as she came up, I'm like, I wrote on my notes. And then he's married to Elsa from Arendelle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't forget but, KG, man. I was going to say, look, he's Stanfield and KG in this. And I fucking KG, KG gets props. I dude, I seriously, it's the one I thing where it. I bought it the whole time. Like, seriously, like I was so fucking impressed by Kevin Garnett in this goddamn movie. I was like, oh, look, they got a fucking basketball player. He's going to be terrible. And like the entire time he was on, like he just fucking felt natural. Not yeah. like he like he was like fucking staged or rehearsed or whatever. He we, he fucking flowed. I was like, damn, look at this dude having a fucking a career after basketball if he really wants it. Yeah, I was actually reading that. Um also in consideration for that role was uh, Kobe. Uh, oh, really? Amari Stoudemire and Joe M. Bide were also considered for Garnett's role. Mm, nah, man, I'm glad they went with him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Sandler plays this uh, a gem dealer in New York. He's, he's um, Lakeith... Uh, like he's Stanfield, you know, from he's fucking in everything. He was he was in Get Out. He was the guy that was already there. <laughs> um, I'll say what else was he in? Just, I, I swear to God, this guy's in fucking everything lately. He was in Judas and the Black Messiah because I clicked on his wiki page. He was in Get Out. He was in uh, Straight Out of Compton. He was in the FX uh, series Atlanta. Oh, look, he, he grew up in San Bernardino. Did not know that. Damn. I was like, wait, what, did, what have I seen him in? There's something else just recently I watched, too. And I was like, oh, that guy's in that as well. Let's see. Well, he's definitely working his ass off, that's for sure. Yeah, he's getting a lot of good stuff. I don't see what it was now. <laughs> Eric Andre's show. I was going to say, we should watch Eric, put Eric Andre's movie on our list. The Bad Trip. I don't think I've ever seen it. No, it's new. It's on Netflix. It's like part movie, part prank show. I saw oh, it show up somewhere, right. so I was like, maybe we might have to check this out. Um, it's so weird anyway. to see the pictures like, like of him in real life and him in this movie, and then him in fucking Get Out because it's like, oh yeah. Uh, every time I like see him in like Get Out, I'm just like, like cringe because of the fucking bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, PTSD so with that movie. So, um. Movie starts out by showing us uh, where these gems come from. Kind of, kind of gory, little, little gory. Yeah, back um, in 2010. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. That's true. Um, but then you get the know. two dudes, the two dudes who walk in like so they're they're tending to this guy who's got a bone stick out of his fucking leg. <laughs> and so these two fucking guys are like, well, you know, they're they're tending to this asshole. Let's go back into the mine and, and, and see what we can find. And of course, they find this fucking piece of this rock that just has like jewels and shit on it that like I don't know it's very mystifying and then like the beginning of the movie like well are, are we going into spoilers I guess and I, I would say no we can go into it a spoiler would be like giving away what happens at the end <laughs> oh my god oh Jesus Christ so yeah um, I mean um, I'm just gonna get into it god damn it because all right let, let's hold on hold on hold on let's just get into it hold on <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> hold up. Kind of one of the reasons why this movie popped in my attention lately was I listened to Sandler on the Smart List podcast with um, Bateman, Arnett, oh, and yeah. Sean Hayes, which and is recommended by the Goody Squad. You should listen to it; it's pretty funny. Indeed. So they were talking about this movie, and apparently the guys who um, who did this, who wrote this movie, written by uh, Ronald Bronstein, Josh, and Benny Safdie, who mm. also directed it. Um, wrote this with him in mind. They really wrote this role for him. And that's and, crazy. And what I was reading was that um they wrote it in like 2009, but it didn't even get to him till like 2018. Damn. It actually went through some other actors first, like Jonah Hill was gonna play that main role, which oh. I could actually see that too, though. Interesting, huh? But I almost felt like Sandler in this. I almost felt like he wasn't even really acting because. Yeah, no, I, he I was felt very, like most of it was probably just improv and, you know, from him and just because the way they all just talked over each other and stuff all the time. Like like they, this was so this movie kind of reminds me of of like like those drug movies like fucking blow and shit mm -hmm. like in that kind of genre of like tragic fucking bullshit movie. But he was <laughs> but he was so natural at this shit. Like he just like it's funny, like the, the, the yes, this is the same guy who's fucking water boy and who's Billy Madison and fucking, uh, you know, like it's just kind of like it, it's funny the people that shit on this dude and then he does shit like this. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, so it's like the one other dramatic role I always tie him to is punch drunk love. And yeah. This role is very different from that one. Very. Um. But this one, I thought I thought he did so well. I think he was actually nominated for some shit for this role. I don't think he won any of it. And people are like that's bullshit. He should have won. I mean, um, I, I'm looking at like the trivia and it says Daniel Day Lewis praises Adam Sandler's performance in this film. And, you know, that's Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it looks like. um I guess it, it did win. He did win some stuff, but yeah, he got some. It, we, I, I thought, I thought he did great. I thought, I thought, I thought everybody in the movie was pretty good. Really, I was. I mean, yeah. it, the whole thing sucked me in. Well, and and the crazy thing, I, I, when I was looking through like the IMDb, like the the one of the, I called them goons in the movie, which mm -hmm. were like the mobstery guys. Like w the one dude who um, is, is like kind of one of the big guys, not R R R Arlo Arlo Arno. Arno is is the you know the blonde guy who's a little older. That dude only has three things on his IMDb, and his first acting gig was this movie. I'm like, what? Oh, the the older the uh, okay the older guy. Yeah, Phil. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Phil. Phil. Phil <laughs> Connors. 
yeah i was like surprised because i'm like like he seemed like a natural in that fucking sense too so i was like wow so were you root were you rooting for howard i think i was rooting for uh damani (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because I was hoping that he wasn't going to be the guy that was going to end take take Howard out. Um, I, I really wanted to root for him, but like at the first turn when he's making the bad decision. So I, I let's say that the first bad decision he makes is that so he keeps Kevin Garnett's or as KG as we like to call him because yeah yeah yeah. Um, the the first big mistake that we see him do is he takes his fucking. So he takes uh, his his championship ring from 2008 and as collateral because KG wants to take the fucking he's rock with him. By this opal he's, mesmerized. he's mesmerized by this black opal. He's, yeah. seen his, he's seen his whole life flash before his eyes in it. He, he thinks it's going to be good luck. Yeah. So he's like, OK, give me, so, give me the ring. So he's like, <laughs> as soon all as right. He gets the ring. So as soon as he gets the ring. Like, mind you, one, you fucked up because I, I don't think I would have given up the rock, especially if you think it was worth a million. But two, like now you got this guy's ring and then you're taking it down to a pawn shop to get yourself some cash for the time being so you can fucking bet on some sports. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Come on, dude. So like for pretty much minute one into this movie, we realize he's a he's a gambler and he owes shit. He has money everywhere. He's everywhere. People people are coming out of the woodworks wanting their money from him or wanting their money for their bosses, threatening to beat him up. But the biggest one is this Arno guy with his two henchmen who want their money. So Arno Um, uh, and it looks like so Arno is married to I think his sister. Are yeah? How surprised were you when you found out Arno was his brother-in-law? Um. So when they were sitting at the table for uh, Pesach, which is a Jewish holiday that I've celebrated, um. I was kind of I'm like, wait, it kind of threw me off because I'm like, wait, that dude looks like fucking, you know, Arrow and shit. And I'm like, oh, shit, that is him. I'm like, what the fuck? And I I did find it interesting, though, that like as badass as he was when he was like whooping um, when they were when his when his henchmen were there, pretty much when his henchmen were there, then he can't he, he won't even do shit by himself. You know, when they're they're at this like, you know, celebration yeah, it's or also whatever family around there. But, right. you know, if he were if you had the balls, he would have slapped him around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, fucking, I mean, let's be honest. Money, Howard. I, I mean, he owed, like, I don't remember how much he owed Howard. I mean, look, dude, fucking the dude left him naked in a in a trunk. In I, his I, own trunk. That was great. Yeah, I would have wife to get him out. I would have. Well, his, you know, a strange wife or whatever. Um. I would have honestly, like, in that scene when they're at the fucking dinner, I would have at least punched that dude in the fucking nuts at the very least, just for the simple fact that, like, I, you roughed me up at this, like, concert. This kid's, like, his, like, daughter's, like, you know, play or something. And on top of that, like, like you, you beat him up, you take his clothes, you, you take his keys to his car, and you're like, well, why are they taking the keys to his car? Well, yeah, sure as shit, they take his clothes off, and they stick him in the trunk and uh, his fucking like brother-in-law is like, oh, no, I want the underwear, too. So they rip his underwear off. And now fucking Howard is butt naked in the in the trunk of his car. And luck, I mean, luckily, he got to keep his phone, I guess. So then he calls his ex-wife and she's like, you know, giving him like angry fucking, you know, uh, fucking faces. One of the dogs just got sick. Oh, OK. All right. Well, let's just pause then. Hey, everybody, we're back again. Yeah, good times. 
Yeah, I kind of um, like that pausing feature. Like, it's just kind of like, you know, because back in the day, we would have to like fill it full of like just me talking. And oh, great. That would have been a long time. <laughs> That's true. Thanks, Zelda Zoom. Yeah, Zelda Zoom. Zim Zim. So anyway, we learned that Howard's a mess. He's uh, in debt to his brother-in-law, whose goons locked him in the trunk. Um, I don't remember at this point. They already know, but his marriage is in the shitter. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that at this point we already know that uh, Elsa of Arendelle is is over him. Yeah. Um, basically agreed with. Oh the yeah, they definitely. Were, definitely. They were going to wait till Passover or something to uh tell him they were getting divorced. Um. Diamond. He's got his uh, <laughs> girlfriend that works for him in the apartment in the city. Julie. Julia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. Yeah. And she's got some shit going on. Yeah. So anyway. So, yeah. So it's all about this opal. He thinks he's going to it's going to bring him a million dollars. It's his paid ticket. You know, everybody owes money. To, it's like, you know, yeah, just wait. Just wait. You know, there'll be this money. So he brags about the opal to KG. Because he because it because it, it. it came like it came in just as he was in the shop. Yeah. So he ends up being um, all fucking excited about it. And he's got to brag. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of guy that he is. So, yeah. So KG wants it. He agrees to let him take it. You know, keeps the ring as collateral. Uh, you know, the ring's not even cold yet. I'll KG's finger and he turns out and pawns it for cash for a bet. Um, I'll pick it up on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, he puts it up for a bet. Uh, all on KG because he knows KG's like feeling the power of this opal. He's going to do well tonight. He's all stoked. He's telling Arno and his goons, hey, don't worry. You know, put this bet on. Uh, I'm going to get your money back. And then they're like, oh, that bet that we stopped? Wait, what? Because you're making bets yeah. all over town with my money? What? That money would have helped pay him back. Oh, <laughs> and he would have yeah. won it. <laughs> the money, hope, well, hopefully what would have happened is the money would have panned out. He would have paid off these dudes and, you know, we'd go on with our lives and this opal gem, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah. So the bet didn't go down. So he was still in debt to everybody. Uh, KG still got the opal. He's trying to get it back um, before this auction. Then the thing is we promised it to this auction. Oh they my. want to appraise it and clean it and do all this shit. He's fucking stalling these people till no end. Cause he doesn't fucking have it. And he's of course he's telling him his appraisal and you know, Oh you no, know, he's telling everybody it's going to bring him in million dollars and stuff. 1.2. I think he thought it was going to bring him. Yeah. Um, uh, Damani played by, uh, Lakeith Sanfield that we were talking about. He's kind of, uh, he's kind of this guy on the street who brings clients to Howard to, you know, rappers, ballers, stuff like yeah. that. Um, he's and in turn, he gets like a little back. bit of a cut. Yeah. He's supposed to be getting this gem back. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I'll meet you at the weekend show. So they go uh. to the show. Uh, well, even he doesn't have the gem. So, so wait a minute. Before they get to the weekend show, have they already driven to Philly? Oh, to go after the ring? I, I don't remember. No, to go after the Opal. I mean, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah. So he's had a couple of mishaps with with this dude and and the gem and KG. First, he has it. He doesn't have it, and then. Oh, okay. No, it was right before the auction, right? Where where they had no, yeah, they went no, to the auction been... house to, to get it appraised, but they didn't have it. Right. So then that's when he meets Damani and yeah, I don't have it. They drive all the way out to Philly. I think that was before the weekend concert. Oh my uh, god. And then yeah. so they show up to the to to where they're practicing and fucking goofball fucking Howard starts to act a fool and 
Damani just leaves him behind and then he has, ends up having to take a train back home or a bus back home. Yeah. Like still oh, doesn't man. have it. Still doesn't have his thing. So then he's like, okay, fine. You know, meet me at the weekend concert because his girlfriend's supposedly there's something about um that chain too that they're signing. They're trying to sell the weekend some chain too. Um, is the connection, mm. but also is his girlfriend's doing blow with him in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that that makes Howard mad. He oh. flips out. Super mad. Nothing ever goes right for Howard is pretty much what we learned. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> kind of you kind of turn a corner for like 20 seconds and then shit hits the fan again. Um, you know, with the ultimate one happening at the end, but we'll get there. Um, yeah. but like like yeah, he, uh, he kicks Julia out. Oh boy, and then tries to like make amends to his wife during Pesach, and that doesn't go well. No. Um so Garrett, uh, so KG returns the Opal before the auction. He, you know, he was still wants, he, he, he's trying to buy it off Howard. But Howard refuses to, cause it's going to go through more. So he tells him, he tells him, you know, um, uh, you know, bid on it basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> be a commoner so before, and just bid on it. Yeah. So before the auction starts, Howard discovers the Opal has been appraised for significantly lower than his estimated million dollars. I think they estimated it for 155 to two something to 250, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. So then now he's pissed. Um, so he talks his father in law into helping drive the bid up. And he's like, don't worry, you know, KG's going to buy it. KG's going to buy it. KG's there. He already offered Howard 175 cash for it. He goes into the auction. Gets up to what 180, and then his father in law outbids him at 190. And then, yeah, because Howard asks his dad to be like, dude, like just bump, bump the price up. Yeah, he's like, uh, what happens if I win? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, don't, don't worry, worry. About it. I won't take care of it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, KG won't go up to two. So then now Howard and his dad are stuck with, with paying for the Opal <laughs> for oh, 190. Man. That was, yeah. That was, uh, you know, and you just saw it coming and you're just the funny thing is that you're watching that scene and you're just kind of like watching KG and be like, come on, man, just one more bet. Just one more. Come on, get it to two, get it to two, get it to two, get it to hundred. Come on, get it. Nope. <laughs> and it's like late is like whoever his business partner, whatever was like, um, yeah, no. And then they're stuck with him. His dad is fucking pissed. Arno and his henchmen show up at the auction. They, they watch this all go down. And they know exactly what happens. These henchmen end up at, like everywhere. Yeah. Like there's not a place where fucking Howard goes where these motherfuckers aren't. Basically. Yeah. So. Um, so they assault him outside, beat the shit out of him, throw him in a fountain. Oh, man. And, but the funny thing is, is that as much as he got punched in the in the throat, throat punch, <laughs> throat fucking straight up throat punch, Um, as much as they like like beat him up and rough him up like his like and he loses his glasses like the one important thing to him is that he's got this box with this fucking gem in it because mm-hmm. oh, he knows boy. kg still wants it by the time so it's funny because I, I i i when i'm watching this by the time he gets back to his office with the gem and right before julie walks in to his office i'm like this motherfucker has straight up turned into Gollum. With the fucking with the with the ring and shit, mm-hmm. like he's basically become, yeah, he's become yeah. so blindly obsessed by this thing that it's it's not even funny. It's and it's and not even in the way that KG's obsessed with it because because yeah. Howard just thinks it's gonna make him a bunch of money. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't out. give a shit anything about. All he wants is to be able to say I sold that fucking rock for uh, over a million dollars. Mm-hmm. 
and honestly saying it, I think is was more important than him actually getting it because we knew he was going to blow the money at some point with another stupid bet. Right. You know, so Howard learns that KG still wants to purchase it. Um, KG shows up to Howard's office to pay him. Um, he gave Howard 165 cash. 10% went to Damani. Um, he basically promised him 175. Rightfully so. I mean, you know, Arno and his men show up. Oh boy. As KG's still there. They know KG's giving him cash. There's even another couple homies show up banging on the door that want their money too. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the weird fucking like, uh, it was kind of weird. The one dude, the balding guy who's like, he uh-huh. gave me a fake watch. I'm like, yeah. Okay. I don't know like who you are. And I know you had a scene previous to this, but you're kind of freaking me out. So can yeah. you get off the screen, please? He was creepy. He was yeah. totally creepy. You're very disconcerting to my eyes. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Gollum. <laughs> he was Shit, right? Yeah. No kidding. So he's talking to KG about this rock though. You know, he's like, you know, you basically robbed it from these guys, these Africans who mined it. And he's like, yeah, but I know you're connected to it. And it gives you all these powers. Look, all these people are betting against you. I don't know if it was playoffs that they were supposed to be in. Sounded like, like it. The, yeah. They're like, look at the game, all the points against you. They don't think you could do it. He's building basically just pumping his ass up, which I mean, he's good at, obviously. Yeah. Because Howard's he, a good basket. He was a basketball fan. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he, 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 he basically. You know, as frustrated as as KG was and as frustrated as he was about the whole experience, like he turned a corner because he was able to talk him off the ledge and be like, look, man, I'm not you, at, at the end of the day. I'm not doing anything different that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm and, just not an athlete about it. Yeah. And, and he's like, all right, man. Cool. He, right, but he, well. but like, like I said, he was looking to read the stats, reading the reviews. Like people don't think you can do it. They think you're washed up. You're over the hill. And just basically just pumped his ass up because he knew the last time he had that gem on him, he had a great game. Yep. So he fucking pumps him up. He leaves to go to his game. He talks to Julia and, hey, go next door. I'm going to give you all this cash outside the fucking window of the building because everybody in the lobby wants their fucking money from Howard. Yep. He passes her this bag of cash outside, tells her to go to the Mohegan Sun. He books her a fucking helicopter. A helicopter. Tells him the bet he wants, put it all on Boston, all on KG. I want KG to get the tip. I want KG to get 26 rebounds and points and all this shit, parlays, blah, blah, blah. She goes out there. She does what she's told. Oh, funny thing we forgot to mention. Little thing throughout the movie. (laughs) And Howard's jewelry store, he's got the security door. Oh, man. (laughs) That you have to buzz people in and out. Yeah. Like if you've ever been to like a, like a, like a, uh, I, I, I don't want to say fancy because this place is nothing close to fancy, but normally when you go to like a, 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 a like a high-end jewelry store, there's like the the front door and then there's like that like in-between spot between you before you can walk in where they have to buzz you in. And right. so he's it's basically like, you know, a little like like room basically, right? With just glass and um, it sticks a lot. Yeah, Howard, <laughs> Howard sucks. Howard gets stuck. The buzzer doesn't work. It doesn't open. Uh, but at this time it comes to his advantage, which I thought was fucking brilliant. Yeah. So he lets his girlfriend escape with the money to make the bet. In the meantime, uh, Arno and his henchmen are going to try and leave and go after her with the money. But Howard locks them in his little security door. He, well, he, and this is, and this is after the fact that like hit these goons, like, like basically had him like ankles, ankles deep like out of the oh, window, yeah, out the and window. Shit. yeah they were just about to so the window. And, and let's be honest like like this this would have been look all right i got the money here's the money end of story but 
you know, he's got to push it one last fucking time. And you can just see this fucking goon Phil like he's just like getting an ass full of it and shit. And then, yeah, all of a sudden they get stuck in the door and he's like, I'm just going to keep him here. Yeah. Keep him here so she can get there, make the bet, put on, put it on KG. And it worked. (laughs) KG had a great fucking game. He, there and, were chicks that went out. There were the homies at the casino looking for Julia. She escaped with creaky, creepy helicopter pilot. I was trying to figure out who the fuck played that pilot because I was like, that cre- that pilot's creepy as fuck. Probably that, somebody in real it has life. Has to be right? some real like rocker dude or something. But well, like, do you remember what his name was? Nope. No. Because uh, I'm looking I'm through IMDb and there's surprisingly not a lot of pictures on IMDb of this cast. Right. Which is strange. Creepy um, uncut gems pilot. I'm just gonna Google it. Who is the pilot in uncut gems? Wayne Diamond, real name Wayne Diamond. Okay, so he basically it's a real person that, that that probably looks like that. Then if his name is Wayne Diamond, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Wayne Diamond, really Wayne Diamond. Casino party. He plays a cartoonish version of, him, of himself. Oh, huh. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Oh, that's oh, funny. It's is. like, yeah, he looks like some like Phil Spector type guy, but with a bad tan. Oh, yeah. Looks he looks just like he looks in the movie. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, He helps her escape. Basically, she 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 ducks yeah, out by which, hiding in his room, which I'm glad that that's how that whole situation went, because I was getting such a creepy vibe from that guy. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to kill her and you know, and whatever. And then like, so when he's walking out of the, the casino with the money, I was like, ah, damn, he must have did her in. But right, right, right. Luckily, luckily um, he didn't. And she was just like using him to get the money into the into the car that she was in. He basically cashed her ticket for her yes. for the winnings because, because the um, goons but, were still around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, she makes off in the in the in the limo with the money. And Howard's telling the goons, like, you know, hey, look, at work, we made we made the money, we're rich, yay. He he lets him out, and Phil would just head had it. <laughs> the Phil funny says, thing, I don't fucking care. The funny thing is, is that when I was reading the the trivia on this, it said that Tilda Swinton was in the movie. I'm like, I don't remember her. Her voice, her her and, um, voice is what we were talking about. Her voice and um, Natasha Lyons' voice was in it too. Leon, sorry, yeah, I always do that. Natasha Leon and Tilda Swinton had voice appearances as Celtic staff members and That's the so auction funny. house manager. That's funny. Oh, Tilda was probably the auction house manager then. Yeah, the one that he was like. Yeah, the accent. Oh, what'd she say? I'm like, oh, she said to pull the pamphlets out of the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, they're, they're, we're, we're, this is fine. This is we're gonna they're gonna they're gonna just leave it at the regular price. He was like a this fucking guy. He was like yeah. a, this fucking guy. He was like one of those guys. This fucking yeah. guy. This fucking he guy. He was definitely a this fucking guy. So yeah, so unfortunately, as um Arno and his goons were let out of the uh the Ugh. little holding cell, uh Phil See, just put so a he, bullet through Howard's head. Yeah. You <laughs> had enough. He didn't yeah, care. Phil Phil didn't give a fuck about the money anymore. He didn't give a shit about anything. He didn't um, care about Arno. No, he definitely did not kill. Uh, give a shit about Arno, Arno. was a shitty boss. Arno was a shitty boss who Arno, let Arno did not have control over his thugs. That's for damn no, sure. No, and he let this fucking goon just fucking. I think Arno was a pussy. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, like oh. honestly, what, what Howard should have done is was like, yay, we won. Open up the door to the outside. Let these fuckers vent right? off whatever the fuck they got going on and then settle up after the fact. Instead, yeah. he wanted to like celebrate and shit and like, come on, man, like this guy's already heated. He pulled a gun on you even when he was behind the fucking bulletproof glass. Like you pulled a gun on me once. I'm not letting you back in here. Yeah. And sure as shit, he gets fucking like he walks in. He's all happy. He's talking to Julie on the phone where it's like she's going to get like put her back on a plane and shit. And next thing you know, pop, wop, 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 dead. Yeah. It's the end of Howard's struggles. Yeah, it's too bad, man, because he could have like he was just one scam, just one scam less. And he would have just been a o fucking K and would have gone back to his, you know, mistress who he broke up with. But he's back together with and stuff who made the bet and shit. Yep. Whew. Man. Your husband's right. This is a very stressful movie. Mm hmm. It's, yeah. it's very stressful. It, it was like my husband was like, always, he's like fidgeting while he watches it or he rocks back and forth or literally like on the edge of his seat kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, especially like I, and I've talked about this before. I take detailed notes when, when, when I watch these fucking movies, just cause it, it gives me a reference of points. So I can look at my notes and be like, Oh, okay. I remember this part. Like there were parts where I was pausing. I'm like, God damn this fucking guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> type, type, type motherfucker. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Like, don't punch yeah, them. Yeah, just bad decision after bad decision yeah, after bad man. decision. And look, I, I get it that, like, you know, you weren't a fan of what The weekend was doing to your girl. But, you know, um, he didn't know he, he, he The weekend didn't know that you that she had a dude. So, <laughs> you know, don't take it on The weekend. Everybody's in it for The weekend. Wait a minute. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so now fucking uh, Elsa of Arendelle is fucking husbandless. And she was like, like, there was that part at the end of the movie where like, like they're showing like people celebrating the game, like the, his kids are celebrating. And then like, she's like, uh, uh, fucking Elsa of Arendelle is all like mad. It's like, I, he was naked in the trunk. I think I'm going to call the cops. It's like, bitch, you waited now to call the cops because like you probably could have called the cops and this would have been like also helping the situation but now like um your your husband who is you know estranged to you is now dead and boy man she like it, it, like watching him like like at at Pesach like where they're sitting there and like or she tries on her like um her uh bar mitzvah dress and it, she, it fits her right mm -hmm. and and he's you know he's broken up with fucking Julie at this point and he's like trying to like make amends with his wife and she just is like clowns his fucking ass oh yeah 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 i was like yeah that was harsh she's like he's God, like look at look at my damn. eyes i'm really trying to connect with you right now look at my eyes and she's looking at his eyes and she starts laughing she starts laughing at his face and says he's like what i i hate like i just you have this ridiculous yeah, yeah you, you have, have a, a stupid, stupid face, face and <laughs> fucking like I, I i i hope to never have to ever see you again and you know i mean later on i mean she got her wish technically so. <laughs> that's that's true. and didn't have to use her freezing powers yeah um yeah she she, um, let, she let it go yeah see what i did right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow so yes a very stressful movie a very tense movie, uh, 
a very well acted movie and surprise acting by fucking uh, Kevin Garnett, which I was like very impressed with. Um, yeah. I liked it. Probably going to put it on the shelf and not watch it again because right. it's just too much fucking stress. Like, I don't like. Yeah, I might put it on like at some point down in life, be like, oh, yeah, I remember this movie. Like, it was really OK. All right, put it on. Um, but it might not be like a, a like a easy go to for sure. Right. So, so what are you what are you going to rate it out of four out of I'm, four? I'm going to give it up. I'll give it a three, man. Yeah. Same here. I'm giving it a solid. I'm giving it a solid three also. Yeah, it's a solid I would definitely movie. Recommend it. It's like definitely. I thought, yeah, I thought it's like a movie is like um, you won't watch it that often, but you definitely recommend it to somebody. Yeah. Well acted fucking uh, solid, uh, solid performances. Stressful as fuck. Like, stop making stupid decisions in your life if, if this is how you live your life like this guy does. Um, but yeah, glad I saw it, but I'm going to put it back on the shelf and, and leave it there to get dusty for a while. For sure. <laughs> yep. There, there you go. Go get dusty. Um, I had a moment with Netflix yesterday where I was sitting there and just kind of like started looking at a bunch of previews and just started adding a bunch of shit to my list. You know? Oh, like, okay, good. Oh, that looks... So, um, and I think Dad kind of recommended this one too. It's um, it's new on Netflix this week. Uh, Army of the Dead. Ah, it, I was going to bring that one up. It? I yeah, have I not. Say, something I about have... zombie in Vegas is all I know. It's it's been so that movie's been kind of in the news a lot lately for numerous reasons. One because it is a uh, you know a new movie on Netflix and stuff, but also uh -huh. I um, heard. so oh okay so Chris D'Elia was supposed to be in this movie or okay. actually was in the movie. And so he had like some they bumped him out because of those sexual assault allegations. They didn't, OK, they didn't bump him out. They basically took uh, Tig. What's her name? Uh, Nataro. Yeah. Uh -huh. And fucking basically CGI. I think her face over his body or some shit like oh, they spent, like they straight up spent millions of dollars to fucking see like get this, this guy from erase this dude from this movie and put her in the movie like. Dave Bautista keeps he keeps joking like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll get to meet one of my co-stars at some point. <laughs> so, funny. yeah, you want you want to do that one? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm down for a zombie movie. Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm good with that, too. Um, just real quick, I also added to my list. There's a James Brown movie um, starring Chadwick Boseman on Netflix called Get Up oh, On It. Oh, yes. I wanted to see that. So Again, that that, okay, that looks worth a watch. Um. I think those are a couple I put on there. What else? Yeah, and I heard. I heard. Oh, and then that bad that bad trip. Um, I added. We gotta. I'm gonna throw that one on the list. Bad it's trip. yeah, Eric Andre. And, oh yeah, the one you were just talking about earlier. Yeah, supposedly. Yep. I remember seeing it at first. I was like, it looked like a prank movie. I was like, okay, but I, I didn't quite get it because I was like, it's part movie, part prank. Punked. <laughs> Some I don't know. Huh. So well, it sounds I, interesting. I think we should get yeah. on to it since we've got yeah. a bunch of heavy topic movies we yeah. need some more lighter we, we can, we can split list. it up not that like zombies is going to be lighter but at least it's fantasy it'll be fun right? yeah right so okay, yeah so what's it called uh <laughs> army of uh army of the dead i think it's called right is that what you said uh, I, I, I i closed my netflix browser army, army of the dead okay army there we go of the army dead. of the dead That'll which just came netflix. out like uh recently so this will probably be like our super most recent movie maybe no, we did Thunder Force. Oh yeah, that had just come out that too. Was yeah. yeah, that that had just come out. 
Yeah, look at us on oh, Netflix. coming to America. Remember, we did look, check it out. We do, we do, uh, yeah, semi. Look at us. yeah, look at that. Like, keeping you guys informed on like, <laughs> like current movies in one year. Look at that. Wow, good us. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, there you go. Uncut gems recommend to watch. Don't know how many times you want to watch it, but definitely but, see, but see at least once. get it out of the way. And if you've seen it, hey, well, congratulations. You there listened you to us talk about a movie you saw a couple years ago. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next week, Army of the Dead. On that note, we're out of here. Episode 107, Goody Squad in the books. Boing, boing, boing.